Okay, good morning, gentlemen. Welcome back. Coming to you live from the Summerson Community College of Summerson, Philadelphia. We continue here with Shmoina Prokim Laharambam, the work that's entitled The Eight Prokim, the Eight Chapters of the Rambam. This is the Rambam's Hakadama, the Rambam's introduction to his commentary on Pirkei Abbas. And these are eight seminal chapters in which the Rambam goes through lots of uh, background insights and observations into Kaychas Hanefesh, in general, how people work. Our, our nefesh is arranged, the activities of the nefesh, and where the midas lie, the character traits lie, that's what the Rambam is getting at, and, and ultimately on the topic of how to cure ailments of the nefesh, ailments of the soul. As we saw already, the Rambam, in, this, in, in the beginning of Shemona Prakim, he told us that all midas issues have to be viewed for what they really are, which are diseases of the soul, ailments of the nefesh, and um, just as physical ailments have to be treated by uh, examining the root of the cause, the, 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 the root of the ailment, what, what, uh, at getting to it at, at a core level, and treating it, not just treating the symptoms, but getting to the root, getting to the cause of the matter, so too the ailments of the soul have to be treated the same exact way. And that's where the Midas issues lie. So the Rambam, you know, in the interest of getting us towards this discussion of helping us get clarity on, 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 on uh, we are character trait issues lie where we have to be working. How we have to work has been giving us the the foundations and the fundamentals over here, as we've seen, of uh, what the nefesh is, what the nefesh does, and the different uh, component parts of the nefesh. The Ram identified five parts of the nefesh that we saw already a few times. There's five things the nefesh does, five activities the nefesh has, and and uh, the nefesh again just means that spark inside of us that keeps the person alive, animated. And functioning, okay, so it has five different things that it does. And the Rambam, we're in Perak Shani now, we're like one paragraph into Perak Shani, the second Perak. And the Rambam, the second Perak over here is telling us which aspects and areas of our nefesh are involved in doing mitzvahs and averis, and are involved in um, our development and progress in life. So he told us, we, were, we saw the first paragraph last week of the second Perak. In the first paragraph he told us, that of the five aspects of the nefesh, we primarily find the mitzvahs, the bulk of all the mitzvahs are done with two out of those five aspects. And just remind, let's remind ourselves again, what are the five aspects of the nefesh, of that, you know, that spark that keeps us alive? And again, the best way, nefesh is like a very loose generic term. It means different things in different places and means different things when used by, by uh, you know, different authors or different svarm, it can mean different things. Um, based on the sefer that you're learning, and even one machaber, one author could use nefesh sometimes one way and use it sometimes to mean something else. The nefesh, when the Ram talks about nefesh again, he's talking about that spark that makes the difference between a live human being and a non-live human being. Someone who's alive and someone who's not alive. That spark that keeps us alive, that keeps us animated, that keeps the the, the body alive and functioning. There's five. So that that spark that life force, that is the nefesh. And there's five different activities that it has in keeping the body alive. As the Ram told us, all things that are alive, animals as well, have a nefesh. The nefesh is a vastly different nefesh than the person has, but all the activities, the animal that keeps the animal alive, that keeps the animal functioning, that allows the animal to sustain and continue its life, are all stemming from different aspects and different functions of the nefesh. So a human being has five aspects of the nefesh. As that was the, the zan, margish, Meduma, Madame, I'm sorry, 
mizar and a sikhli, and again, just to translate that, the zan, the capacity, the zan function of the nefesh, is that again, which just keeps the body physically alive, physically sustained. That's what allows a body to breathe, to digest its food, to excrete the waste matter, to circulate the blood. You need a nefesh to to maintain all those systems in the body. Hey, okay, that's the zan, just keeping the body alive. Margish is how we. To sensate our environment, the sensory systems, we, we perceive, perceive, observe, and sensate our environment, interact with the environment through sense. Medame, Raman translates the imaginative capacity, and we can imagine things that we don't see, we can imagine things based on what we've seen in the past. Misoyer means having a drive, having objectives, having goals, and being stimulated, also a stimulus, um, elicits a response in us, the fact that the nefesh will respond to a stimulus and will be able to have a, a plan and an objective and a goal and work towards that goal, that's all the misoyer. And sickly, finally, that's the intelligence, that which the nefesh provides our minds and our brains with the capacity for intelligent thought. So the Rambam told us that you don't do any mitzvahs with the zun, that's all autonomous, the part that keeps us alive, the functioning of the body, I'm not making any decisions there. I'm not doing any bichir. My, my, my life force, my nefesh, that spark that keeps me alive and animated, it does all that just fine without me, and I'm better off not getting involved over there. So no mitzvahs are to be found over there. The rabbi also said last time, we saw this towards the end, that medame, the imaginative part of my nefesh, also doesn't have any mitzvahs. None of the mitzvahs of the 613 mitzvahs are distributed to the the part of my nefesh that has the capacity to imagine, to to um, have creative thought. Now here, you know, there's room to ask a question. Actually, Rabbi Yaakov Emden asks this question. Um, that midame, the imaginative part of our nefesh, how can we say, you know, the part that has the ability to have creative thought, think about things that I don't see, how can we say that there is no mitzvah or averus over there? We do have uh, a mitzvah. There's something that the Torah talks about. Uh, the Nishmartim, we call Dovera. The, the, the Gemara tells us, based on the Spasik in the Torah, that a person is not supposed to have Hirhurei Avera, a person is not supposed to think, hatch plans about doing Averas. And Hirhurei Avera, thinking about Navera, can sometimes be considered to be Navera. That Lechaira is linked to the imaginative part of the Nefesh. Creative thought, imaginative thought, think about things that are not you're not immediately dealing with. So there do, do seem to be Mrs. Naveras over there. The Ram just flatly declares with the basic life signs, the vitalities of the body, there's no mitzvahs, that we understand because that's all autonomous, but medami, the imaginative part, you know, if your person thinks about Averus, that's an Averus. Really? Yeah. I thought it was if they think, but they don't go through, they don't get... So the Gemara says, very good, excellent question, Stan's asking that, there's a Gemara that says if you think about an Averus and you were thwarted from doing the Averus, you don't get an Averus for that. Gemara says, but that's, you only get a one-time pass for that. Your whole life you get one that. With each Avera. Meaning, if you think about Avera and you're thrown from doing it, you don't get the Avera. But if you think about the Avera and you follow through on it, you do the Avera, and the next time you think about the Avera, you, 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 you do get, it, does, it is canted. It is canted as an action. If you think about it, you do it. It's impossible. does say what stands is if you think about it and you hatched a plan to do an Avera and you don't end up doing it, so you don't get, it doesn't count as an Avera. But if... You've already done the Avera. You think about it and you follow through on it. The next time you think about it and the next time you're thwarted, now it does go down in the records as an Avera because you've already established that you do this Avera. Just was, you know, you were, you were, it was uh, due to circumstances beyond your control that you weren't able to do it. Um, you have to do chuva for the thought as well. Yes, correct. So they asked this question on the Rambam. 
Um, how can the Ramah say that the imaginative part of our nefesh doesn't have any averis? What happened to hirhura aver? What happened to you know a machshava What happened to thinking bad thoughts during the day that can create averis at night? So, not clear. Again, the Rambam says that there are no averis over there. It's possible we could speculate. Again, the Yaakov did asked this question. We could speculate that um, maybe the, when the Ram talks about the Again, the Rambam, you have to know how to categorize these five aspects of the nefesh. Maybe when the Rambam talks about the imaginative part, he's talking about, you know, we say, like, your imagination runs away. You know, you're laying your imagination, you're running away, where your imagination runs away with you? Right. Or you run away with your imagination. A runaway imagination, right? Imagination that runs away with you. Right? It's the imagination that runs away. So, perhaps the Rambam is talking about the Chayat Kamadam, the imaginative part of our nefesh that we don't control. Sometimes, you know, things just pop into your head. Um, unbidden, you know, I don't want to think about this, but it's coming to my mind anyway, you know. In other words, the mind, the nefesh's ability to construct thoughts, fantasies, imagination, imaginative, um, you know, imaginings that are coming unsolicited and unbidden, then, indeed, we could say, well, that's not something you can find mitzvahs and averis in, because it's something that I don't have any control over. Obviously, by definition, I can't have mitzvahs and averis over something that I have no control over. The same way we said that the, the the, the, the functioning parts of my body, they keep me alive, the chelik hazan, there's no mitzvah navirus over there because those all work, work automatically. My body absorbs nutrients, breaks down the food, digests, excretes, respirates. Um, there's no mitzvahs over there because that all happens automatically. So perhaps by the imaginative part as well, the Ram's talking about something that's happening automatically that I don't have any control over. That's possible. That's possible. Um, and we could bring support for that even if we would go this route in answering the question of the Yavitz. The support we could bring would be that the Rabbi, when he was talking about the, um, that function, the Chelek HaMedame, the department, the imaginative department of the soul, that allows me to, you know, imagine things, construct things, think about things that are in front of me. He, one of the examples that he brings is when you go to sleep, dreaming. Dreaming. Now, dreaming is certainly something that, you know, your average person doesn't have control of his dreams. But there are people that uh, perhaps they say, Something they could control the dreams. You can learn this technique. Maybe, maybe you could, maybe you can't. I don't know, but your average yid, you know, my dreams, I don't control my dreams. My dreams just happen, right? I'd love to be able to control my dreams. We'd all love to be able to control our dreams, right? But dreaming is something that just happens to you. So the Ram did bring that down as an example of the Chelek Hamadava, the imaginative capacity of a person. So and that's something that we don't have control over. That's something just, you know, brain is firing away random um, thoughts and patterns while you're asleep. So that would maybe support this idea that the Chelek Hamadama, uncontrolled imagination is that what would be controlled imagination. Maybe that would be, you know, the, the, another uh, under the uh, the umbrella of uh, Miss Eurer. You know, the fact that we respond to stimulus and the fact that we can devise goals and objectives, and we we you know so maybe the controlled imagination is part of that is 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 linked to that. Perhaps perhaps you could say that. On the other hand, the argument against this is that remember the example the Rambam gave us of what's he gave us an example in the previous parak of a, a person of this imagination at work. He talked about that we can use our imagination to imagine things, construct thoughts that are impassable and are, are um, never passable, can't happen and will never be able to happen, but are based on things that we've already experienced. There are says, like, like Lamasha, someone who sits down and imagines a ship flying through the air. And we talked about that in the last, mm-hmm. in the last parak. The ship flying through the air. And the Rambam says you can think about that, even though it's an impossibility, because you've seen ships before and you've seen the air and you've seen birds flying through the air. You know about the concept of flying. You know about the concept of, of a ship. So you're just combining the two of those together. It did sound like from that from that example 
that imagination could also be direct and controlled, that also goes into the Chela Kamadama, which would bring us back to Rabbi Yaakov's question. If the Chela Kamadama, the, the, the imaginative capacity of the soul, does include, it, but it's not limited to controlled imaginations, uncontrolled and controlled, unbidden and bidden, um, so th- we're back to that question that there does seem to be at least one Avera that is um, located over here, and that is Vinishmartim be called Dovera. Don't think about bad things. Don't think about doing averus. So we'll leave it as a question. Again, this would be the way of exploring the question. Is Madame maybe limited to uncontrolled, unbidden imagination? My imagination runs wild, or is it not? Okay, but let's move on. Now the Rambam did tell us that where do you primarily find the mitzvahs and the averus? You do you find them in the chelakam margish. That's you know interaction with my environment. What I you know. Sight and sound, speech and touch and all that. That's where you find mitzvahs and averus over there. And misoirer, misoirer means the um, the aspect of einefesh that is is um, stimulated by my environment that that has objectives and goals and formulates plans of action and acts on those plans of action to achieve those goals. That's all going on under the misoyer. The fact that I can have a drive and I uh, towards something, an objective, a goal, and I can formulate that goal on my own. I can formulate that goal based on, on stimulus that's coming my way from my environment, and I act on that goal. All that goes under misoyer. And as the Ram told us, that's where you find bechira, the capacity, the, the concept of free will lies over there. The concept of making decisions to achieve those goals, making those decisions of to, to filter the goals, good goals from bad goals, and to devise a plan how to achieve those goals. That's all under Miss Iron. That's what it says the Ram, most of the Mrs. Navirus over there. And the Ram also told us, we we'll get back to this soon, that the Midas, you find the all the all the, all the basic character traits and characteristics, which is ultimately going to be the focus of the Rambam. And this work in Shemana Prakam, getting in touch with these midas, they're all under the misoyer, the chelak hamisoyer. Okay, so that was where the Ram says you find most of the mitzvahs and averus over there. Ach, we're up to the second paragraph. Now we go further. Hachelak hasichli, the fifth and highest aspect of the nefesh, which is the seat of intelligence, the fact that that, that we have the ability for intelligent thought, intelligent analytical thought. That is the final and highest aspect of our nefesh. Yesh says the Rambam, when we examine that vis-a-vis mitzvahs and averis, are there any mitzvahs and averis that are going on in the mind? In the mind. The intelligence. Says the Rambam, there's a big debate over here. There's a lot of controversy. Rambam is referring to controversy amongst the, the philosophers. The Rambam quoted the philosophers already a few times. Says the Rambam, the philosophers, when they break down the nefesh also into its component parts, there's a big debate amongst the philosophers if you find mitzvahs um, in the area of the intelligence. Now, before we are, we're going to fire away with some of our own questions, but let's see what the Ram first says. The Ram solves the debate by saying, Says the Rambam, I believe that we do find Mitzvah Naveris over here that are in the area of intelligence. What are those? Says the Rambam, you certainly find a mitzvah and an Aveira counterpart in the area of intelligence, and that is belief. Belief, emuna, faith and belief 
we have a mitzvah to believe in God, in the Rebbeinu Shalaylam, in the oneness, onlyness, exclusivity, and, and existence of Hashem, and we have, it is Naveira in believing in any other powers outside of Hashem. Says the Rambam, where do you find uh, the, the uh, ability to perform that mitzvah? With what aspect of our nefesh are we performing the mitzvah of belief or chasasham disbelief, belief in Hashem, or chasasham belief in any other power? That's with the seichel, that's with the mind, the intelligence, the ability to think abstract thought. We said the, the, the animal, as we said, doesn't have the fifth aspect of the nefesh. The animal doesn't have seichel. Other areas also the animal really doesn't have. We said the animal doesn't even really have the chelik or The animal has instinct, but not intelligence. It has, it has programming, but not necessarily a drive. Um, a person has seichel, intelligence, capacity for analytical, abstract thought, that concepts and and processing. That's where you find, says the Rambam, the midst of belief or not not believing in the rebushim. That's an abstract kind of concept. Why can it be in the this is Stan's asking a good question. Stan's asking, um, and I said that on tape, by the way, um, that our imaginative capacity should be involved. We should find that involved in um, the mitzvah of believing in Akash Baruch Hu and not believing in any other foreign gods, lowercase g. Why is the rabbi limiting this to Seichel? So I believe the answer is, well, first of all, this might be proof that we, we were suggesting just earlier that maybe the answer to the Akash question is that maybe Imagination is referring to imagination that fires away on its own. So if that's the case, and you know that, that would actually um, be a support to uh, what we were theorizing earlier. Maybe it's only talking about uncontrolled imagination, in which that would be immediately an answer. Because um, if I'm going to use my imagination to help out my emuna, um, it has to be imagination I'm controlling. Then maybe that would be misire. But if, even if that's the case, then we're just redirecting Stan's question from Adama to misire. Because either way. Controlled imagination would still be um, perhaps under Ms. Oyer, um and not Medama. But either way, even if we say we go with what what um, Rabbi Yaakov Emdom, his understanding, which is certainly, which is what the Rambam made it sound like when he was talked about, you know, imagining spaceships and airplanes, that Medama can also include controlled imagination. So the question stands asking is we use our imagination, meaning the, the ability to, to imagine things that we haven't yet seen and maybe are impossible to see um, conceivably to help us with our emunah. So why isn't that included in the mitzvah? I, I think the answer is, I think the answer is maybe two sides, the same coin, two different ways of answering this question. The first one is um, we don't need the medama. You don't need to use your imagination to believe in Hashem. You do need your seichel. The seichel is intelligence, abstract thought, processing, um, concepts and if, if belief in Hashem is a concept it's an abstract concept and and I can do that without any imagination I don't need to imagine uh, you know long bearded figure sitting on some throne you know or not you know whatever you don't, you don't uh, and when I think about Hashem someone would have belief in other gods again you don't need the imagination to do the Aver you don't need the imagination to do the mitzvah it's, it's, a, it's, a, con- it's a conceptual idea is a concept it's a thought it's abstract it's the, you know belief in a system it's a notion so you don't need the and also um i'm not even so sure it could be that the second half of the answer to this question is that you that if you imagine other beings that might not even really be if you only do the imaginative part without the seichel part you might not even be getting an avera right if you just like imagine you know 
these uh, the, uh, the mythological Greek, Greek gods, you know, having a party up in the heavens, the, the guy with the trident and the, the guy with the lightning bolt, right? All those people. Are you getting an Aver by imagining, you know, these, these uh, you know, uh, mythical... Uh, uh, Sounds like a fun party. Yeah, yeah, there's a whole party going on up there. Um, I don't think so. I mean, imagine, you know, what, what, what things look like up there, and, and you know, the, uh, according to the Romans, according to the Greeks, according to whomever, Imagining it is 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 uh, is that uh, was not really an aver. The aver is when you really put stock in it, when when you accept it, when you believe it, and that is not about the imagination. That's about the seichel. So I think that's the, that's probably the answer to the question. So the Rambam says that there are mitzvahs to be found in the area of the seichel, and those mitzvahs have to do with belief, the system of belief. Um, but the Ram makes it clear that although there are mitzvahs to be found in the area of the intelligence, um, these are, again, conceptual mitzvahs, being that the intelligence is a place of conceptual thought, abstract um, processing and analysis. You don't do any actions with your mind. So no actionized mitzvahs are going to be done with the chela kasechol, only the conceptual ones. Um, the actionized mitzvahs are done with margish and misayr, the, the, you know, the um, action parts of our neshama, the, 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 we interact with our environment, the sensory parts of us, the misayr, the, part the parts of us that, that um, make plans and act on those plans, that's where you find action-related mitzvahs and averas. With a mind, you can't do any actions. Shem or all of shem mitzvah, shem averas, tam, He's explaining himself. That's why I said earlier in the beginning of this parak, he said that mitzvahs and averas are primarily to be found really in two out of the five, that's Margish Mesur, again, the sensory parts of us, the, the part of our nefesh that interacts with, with our surroundings, the part of our nefesh that has a drive and an interest and goals. That's where you find the mitzvahs is the Ram because I was really referring to, I wasn't, didn't intend to say that there are no mitzvahs done with the mind, but I was meant the actionized mitzvahs, the mitzvahs that you are, are micey, the mitzvahs that you do that are linked to actions, that's what you find in those two. But with the seichel, you cannot do any actions there, but certainly there are mitzvahs, and those are the mitzvahs and averes that you do with the mind are those of belief in Hashem and the aver of belief in the wrong places, in the wrong powers and the wrong forces. Yeah, okay, now the next paragraph is going to move on now to getting further into the core of the seichel, what the seichel is all about. But just to leave a few more questions, there are questions that, that, are, that we can ask over here. And, you know, the Ram seems to come up with only one mitzvah and one aver that you do with the mind. There's l'chair other mitzvahs and other averes that are done with the mind. Um, the Ram himself says in Mishnah Torah that is a mitzvah of loving God, a constant mitzvah of loving Hashem, a mitzvah of fearing Hashem. Those mitzvahs are also done with the mind. That those, that's an attitude, that's a concept. Ava. You could do it with actions too. You could do it with actions too, yes, but certainly not limited to actions. They're not, they're, not, they're, not, they're not conditional. They're not dependent on doing actions. Loving Hashem, says the Ram, is, is really an attitude. An attitude of being so enamored with Hashem's greatness, Hashem's vastness, that it just creates a, you know, dwelling on a cons, dwelling on, on, on a, a um, you know, a realization that creates a feeling and attitude within me. That's Avas Hashem, a Yiras Hashem. Is actually a you know this week's parsha and Shemayis Vatirena Amiyados Eselikim the midwives had a fear of God 
So the, the Rabbi Yerucham says that you see from that he has an exposition on Yira. He says anything Yira is really just a, an abstract, um, an abstract perception and concept. Yira is really just seeing Hashem's will uh, as something that that although it's it's abstract. I I, I I relate to it as if it's concrete. I see that I'm bound, and 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 and, uh, and you know bound, and directed by Hashem's will. It's being able to relate to the abstract as a, as 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 a concrete concept. But again, Yiro is also linked to uh, the the seichel. It's linked to the seichel. It's linked to the to. Um, conceptual thoughts. So loving Hashem, fearing Hashem, these aren't actionized necessarily either. They're supposed to lead to actions for sure, and my actions are supposed to be infused and affected and influenced by Avanir, but Avanir on their own, you do those mitzvahs, the Ram says elsewhere, just through the mind, through the seichel. So why did the Ram leave that out? And the Olis Akulana is very, very strange. So when the Ram is talking about the mitzvahs that you do with your mind, what's the biggie, the biggest one that the Ram leaves out of you is what about Tamba Torah? Lima Torah? Learning, what else do you do learning with if not with your mind? And the Ram, again, the only mitzvah the Ram gives us that you do with the seichel, with the intelligence, with the mind, with, with the analytical part of our nefesh, is emuna, belief in Hashem, that's the mitzvah, the Avera is chashon, believing in other things. Why is the Ram leave that? This is the biggest mitzvah you do with your mind, the mitzvah you can do exclusively with your mind, the mitzvah is certainly not actionized, it's the mitzvah of learning Torah. And amassing knowledge and wisdom, learning and understanding. Okay, so we'll leave this as a question for now. And uh, tomorrow we'll continue. And uh, again, the Ram's primary focus over here is to get down to the Midas, to get into the Kishkas of the Midas, the character traits, and to help us identify where the seat of our character traits are and how to work on them. In the meantime, everyone should have a wonderful, blessed day.